welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today I'm speaking with Maria, who's going to come on today and share the importance of discerning the call of God and uh, give an overview of her cradle Catholic upbringing. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really an honor to be here. I'm really happy and I hope that you guys don't get scared with me. Okay, guys, so let's go. <laughs> so let's get started with the, the, the interview. So you are, you are a cradle Catholic. Tell us about your cradle Catholic upbringing. How was it growing up, middle years, and how that led you to now? Okay, so since kid, I would always go to retreats with my parents because like they would preach on it. Uh, mass always, church activities. Um, and the beginning of my teenage years was like marked by me getting a little far from the faith. And yeah, I had this time. It was not like a straight path, uh, completely perfect. I had my like my time, this this time getting far away from the faith. Could you um, share a little, would you mind sharing some more about, you know, what what happened on how you left the faith? Oh, no, of course. So, unfortunately, I experienced, like, a divorce in my family. Yeah, so I feel like that low-key made me a little rebel. I didn't feel motivated to go to Mass. But meanwhile, I made a friend who's currently my best friend, Julia, love her, kisses for her, and she's Protestant, she's not Catholic, but she started to bring me back this fire, you know, of Jesus, of me finding who I am again, and I remember that um, I went through this phase of divorce in my family, and her mom had cancer, so like we started to lift uh, each other up so yeah on Sundays it would be really funny she would go to mass with me and then I would have to go to her youth thing on her church I don't know exactly the name however I've never like refused the church the teaching our lady especially so I would always go and I would be like okay I don't need this anymore because where is Our Lady? Where is the church? So I will leave a few things in my life, but I couldn't leave completely. You know, like Our Lady, I could never leave her. I could never just um, stay without her. So I feel like also I really love Our Lady. So I'll mainly talk a lot about it, <laughs> but I feel like she would always uh, call me and be there for me so she's also the main reason why I remain with my faith and I remain with the Catholicism the way I am now okay yeah. so um <laughs> so next part uh was there any memorable like moment or figure or teaching that helped you in your faith along the way Oh my gosh, something that happened recently that was one of the most amazing moments in my life was getting confirmed. 
because I didn't like remember that I had my little lost time. But also I moved out so many times. I moved out from a different country. Like I was from Brazil. Uh, I moved cities so I couldn't fully um, complete my my classes to get confirmed during those um, moving times. But I'm sure that God prepared this such a beautiful moment where I truly like choose God and my faith and my confirmation was one of the most beautiful moments in my life because I felt in my heart that I was choosing God, that I was choosing to remain in my faith. You know, all those years, everything that I went through, like it was a winning for me, not just on the normal world that everything is okay um there are certain times that we go through some things that maybe we we don't remain in faith but on that time that i was choosing god it was my choice to really remain in faith no matter what and i feel like that was one of the most beautiful moments in my life because um is my first calling. I was answering to my first calling, that is to love God, to love the church before um, any other discernment. So that was really important to me, to my faith, and to my life in all the ways possible. Yeah, confirmations are always a beautiful thing. Whenever we see people come into the church, it's just a, a wonderful form of excitement so I definitely know what your excitement was like um so next question is you know you've had the you had the privilege of being Catholic and growing up in a Catholic household and experiencing the Catholic faith uh for most of throughout all of your life pretty much uh, what would you say to somebody yeah. who wants to discern what would you say to somebody who wants to become Catholic or why somebody discerning becoming a Catholic well I would mainly say if it's someone that like, oh, is basically hearing this and saying, oh, how can I be a Catholic? I would challenge the person. I would say, do you really want to? Because it takes courage, identity, and strength. You have to be strong. You have to choose. You have to uh, make this path with God. You cannot just say that you want to be Catholic to have a wonderful life, maybe because you're hearing me now, you have to be Catholic because you have to learn how to really go to Jesus and understand that Jesus is, you want it or not, a religion. And you have to obey and you have to accept your church. You have to take Our Lady as your mother. You have to learn how to love these things, you liking or not. Because I feel like some people, I don't know if you agree with that, but some people sometimes see our faith, don't take it too serious. They see like this, like, let me give an example here. They see as the Statue of Liberty and imagine someone looking at it and say, oh, imagine if it was like uh, 10 feet taller, it would be so much better. But the statue is already there. You cannot change it. It's a worldwide monument so you cannot just look at a thing don't agree and wanting to change it you have to really respect learn about it and really remain faithful on it 
that's a good yeah. piece of advice to remain faithful to what is already there and don't try to reshape it or make it in a different image. Yeah, yeah, because we're we're here for two thousand years and counting. You know, we we just have to really learn and have this identity, and you know, learn how to actually be Catholics. That is mainly what I'm still trying to do. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think that's a, a a very good answer. So next part, we're gonna go into the next part where we talk about you know how you're discerning the call of God and you know explore you know your how you are incorporating you know Catholic femininity in your life. So um, you're involved in a lot of different like ministries and a lot of different projects, whether they be in your church or you know parish or community. Um, what kind of activities have you done and what influences you to do those things? Okay, so this will make part of the big answer, all of those things. Um, overall, everything that I am came from my mother and my father. Like, I'm forever thankful to them uh, for everything I am. My heart, my soul was shaped uh, by them before everything. So... Uh, because of them, I got this really missionary fire because my parents would always travel around the country to preach. This is on Brazil, not here, but they would always travel. We would always um, make projects to help people in need. Um, when I was in Brazil, I participated helping Basically, I'll, I'll tell first some of the missionary works outside and inside the church. So on Rio de Janeiro, there is a really big trash place, the biggest like dumping ground of Latin America. And I would make a work with those kids, play with them, uh, really help with donations. Uh, on the center of another cities on Brazil, I would have a project with my family called the joy of the streets and we would basically just give food for homeless people and so um, also currently what I do is that I'm one of the youth ministers of my parish I sing at mass and all of those things they are really part of like what I was shaped in the past and currently they are like why I live. They are the reasons why, you know, this podcast, every missionary work that I do, because being here is also a mission, you know, uh, when I help there is a mission. So everything that I do is part of a mission that is, is kind of also my second air. You know what I mean? Like, I, I need this just as I need the air. I need to serve. I need to do. And um, I think that's basically it. I think you also asked about my femininity. And this example, I don't know exactly the, the question. If you could um, say it again, this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to the next question. So, you know, I noticed whether it be on, you know, social media, on different social mm -hmm. media, like on Instagram or um, Twitter or whatever platform, you know, you always post about, you know, your, how you are finding God and your identity as a woman rooted in the Blessed Mother. 
Um, tell us a little bit about that and why other women should, you know, follow this example of being, having their identity rooted in, you know, the Blessed Mother. Yeah, so about that, I think when, I love to give examples. Do you see, I'm, I can be a teacher, a, <laughs> a really bad teacher, but it's just because I think giving examples, they are like easier. But basically when we go somewhere or like when we're like learning how to drive, there is a pattern for you to be successful on in that. So when I talk on my Instagram about this faith, this femininity, I'm looking at some pattern. And I'm looking to Mary, of course, the mother of Jesus, the mother of God. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at Mother Teresa. That is my confirmation saying. I'm looking at St. Therese of Lisieux my mother, my own mom, my real mom. So I have these strong identities. And when I put that in the balance, I also do not like annul what I am, you know? I'm still myself. I'm still trying to um, be a saint. I still have my way of being. I would never be the same as Mother Teresa. I would never be the same of any of those amazing women that we know as saints but I do not uh, know me but I am myself in the way that I'll be shaped by God by Our Lady and by the influence of those people uh, I remember when Father Mike was talking about on the Saints Day uh, All Saints Day and he was talking about that I will phrase it really badly, but basically he was saying, he was talking about all those saints and he was like, yeah, they are amazing, but God calls you to be you saint, you know, like basically for you to be yourself as a saint and find yourself through those people, but learn how to also be an impact. So when I learned how to be feminine, I have all this woman that, and looking at Our Lady, of course, for me to be, but that doesn't mean that I'm not being myself. I'm also being myself. And you can be feminine, you can be a saint without doing too much, you know? You can find yourself as a woman doing that. It's one of the most beautiful things you can choose. So yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> So you mentioned that uh, Mother Saint Mother Teresa was your, your your confirmation saint. Why did you pick her out of curiosity? Well, I picked her basically because missionary work and her love for service. She always had a heart for service. She would give her life, her whole life, to live with poor. And this is basically what I want the most in my heart. My missionary soul since always, the way that she was able to give herself completely her life up to those people, the way that everything that she said makes sense today, everything that she always said about being also pro-life, that is also a really... Um, good thing that we can talk about also you know when she talks about it and basically this 
the way that she really give herself up for anyone, for everyone. She was in a place that people were not even Catholic and she was there, you know? So she really thought how, how to be a Jesus-like in a way that really touches my heart. <laughs> Simplicity, humility, Oh my gosh, it's just really, really amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I definitely see how St. Mother Teresa could be an influential figure. So my last yeah. question is, um, how should we all discern God's call for our lives? It seems like you have been discerning that for a while in your life. Oh, uh, yeah. So how, should we, how should we do that? So right now, um, I have more clarity of his plans for my life because I'm currently also discerning a relationship and this is a really really beautiful way because um before all that what I did I'm we'll talk about like what I did I don't know if it's right or wrong but I think every discernment you have to be as the bible passage I don't know exactly the name but the, the name of the passage, but is be a saint like your father is saint, something like that. Like our father is a saint. So basically, before any discernment, you have to strive to be a saint in every discernment. And while you do that, you have to look for Jesus on his most humble ways of being. So go to adoration, fast for him, get close to his mother. You, you cannot possibly go to Jesus in such a deep way for a discernment if you, you don't go through Our Lady, if you don't uh, understand the power of the rosary and how, can, how that can give you the path, paths and like the direct ways of understanding and listening to God's voice. So I would really remain in prayer. And also some people don't agree with that. Some people don't want that and I understand them. But all my discernments, I always ask for my parents. And I think that's a very humble and pure way of also confirming a discernment. So all my life decisions, I always ask my parents first because they are Catholics. I cannot really say for families that don't have the parents as Catholics. And I understand these people, but I cannot possibly be okay and in peace with the decision in my life if my parents who created me, who loved me, who knows my heart, um, don't be part of it. So besides the spiritual part of Jesus going to adoration, fasting, uh, contacting a priest. I also have by my side my parents who I want to count on. You know, I cannot move without this guidance for them because before any guidance, they are the one used by God to create me. So I think that's a, a really good way of discernment. So a key thing and discern or a key way to understand God's role for our life is discernment. 
I think that's a good yeah. Um, I think that's a good point to uh to like end on because we all need to always be in the mood of understanding where is God pointing us, and God can be pointing us a lot of different places. But if we have that wise counsel and you know making sure that we are like with His will, yeah. Then, uh, uh, the discernment process will be helpful or easier. Yeah. And it's a beautiful way. Like we tend to get so anxious about it. I remember that I made a post on Twitter saying discernment is so hard. Who wants to do it for me? Because I was under so many months of making a decision and trying to understand that I kind of like messed around that because it's really hard. I'm not going to say that it's easy, but we have to have this discernment, trusting Jesus. And I think that's the key basically for everything. Trust Jesus and pray the rosary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you for sharing this information. I think from your cradle Catholic upbringing to, you know, exploring and discerning God's call for your life are all, are, we're all great, um, you know, lessons and you know, faith moments that help, can definitely enrich us in our own walk. So thank you for coming on and sharing that information today. Oh, thank you. It's absolutely amazing. And um, of course, I'm not the best example. I'm not even close to that. But I think it's nice for us to share and, well, be try to be saying, you know, many we're trying here. And I just hope that God and Our Lady, they are like smiling, you know, for us right now. <laughs> I hope they are. And I, I definitely appreciate you. You know, we don't have to be perfect, but we just have to practice. And I thank you for continuing, you know, to walk in your walk in the light every day as best as you can with God's grace. And I think that's a, something that we can all learn, just practice being a servant, have humility and, you know, discern God's call for our lives. They're all great things that we can all, you know, learn from your, your life. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, that's going to conclude this episode of uh, Saintly Witnesses. <laughs> you guys can tune in for the next episode.